From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Hey, that one totally worked this time. I Woo! did. Go us. Aha. Uh-huh. Go us. So, Miles, uh, what have you been up to beer related this past uh, week? Uh, I brewed a three-gallon extract batch with Chad. He was our last guest. Mm-hmm. Guest. And yeah, what, it went pretty well. Good. I completely made shit up on the spot. Nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, we did a three-gallon batch, too, and it was like 30 bucks. Oh, cool. Uh, what? Uh, I guess, what, what style? Uh, it was a stout. It was a stout? A stout. What kind of stout? Uh, we did a 3.3 of light DME, or excuse me, light LME, one pound of light DME, and we steeped with crystals 60 a pound and half a pound of special B. Okay, what style stout were you going for, though? Uh, oh, I suppose. Because, um, I mean, that sounds almost more porter-like than... Yeah, I mean, I suppose it probably could be a little more porter-like, but dry stoutish. Okay. Sort of thing going, going on. Going for that dry stout. Yeah. Range. What'd you ferment with, uh, yeast? Gosh, what did we ferment with? I th- so No, wait. We, I think we took Windsor Ale, did we? Windsor Ale. It was one of the Lullamans. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was just um, Magnum for bitter and summer aroma. Yeah. Really like, does that. like 30 IBUs or something like that. Maybe yeah. not even that. No, I, th- I think we used one ounce for three gallons. Oh, wow. So and you're going to be a little overhopped, maybe. No, only about a third of it was for bitter. Okay. All right, that's yeah. still that's still a lot of hop character for a stout, though. I think. I mean the the bitterness hit in within style. I, okay. I forget exactly what it was. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, we were just kind of making it up. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of threw together a recipe. We went there. the The stuff wasn't exactly available with what we were looking for, and I'm like, you don't mind if we're just kind of winging it, do you? He's like. No. He totally minds. No, you know he minds. He, he totally does not. <laughs> oh, you know what? I just I just remembered something that I need to bring up here in a in half a second here. Um go for it. Sorry. Well, no, 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 no. It it, it it'll wait. I have to find it yet. Okay. It's just Uh otherwise, I did yet another beer for the base malts. We talked about oh, okay. base malts a couple weeks ago. And I did 100% Munich 10. Yeah, that, uh, I was I stopped by for that one. You did. And uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit. But I guess I'll just kind of review for the show here. Yeah. Uh, it was just straight two pounds for a single gallon batch. Mm-hmm. I used German Hollertau for bittering. A th- or excuse me. German Hollertau for hops. Uh, what was th- two thirds... No, one th- a third of an ounce for at sixty, and then two thirds for flame out. Okay, uh, my efficiency was pretty darn good. I think with uh, my adjusted volumes, I I hit right around eighty percent, which isn't bad at all. No, it's not. But I still ended up with more beer than I intended to, and so my gravity is still a bit low at about ten forty eight. Okay, uh, not quite what I was shooting for, but it's not by any means going to wreck the. Wreck the experiment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I used Munich Ale yeast 
from Lullamond. Okay. And it is fermenting away. Awesome. It, it's Very just cool. going to town. So that's been going for like five days now, four days. Uh, try three days. Three? I don't even know what day it is. Well, it's Monday. It's it's Monday. Okay. So on well, it was Friday night is I, when you pitch. So two days. <laughs> I work Sunday, so it feels like Tuesday to me. Yeah, but it's not. I don't look at the calendar. <laughs> calendars. What are calendars? Exactly. If it was Tuesday, this episode would be going up late. Yeah. Right. So I guess by the time people are listening to this, it's been four days or three days. I don't know. See, that's what I was working with. Yeah, that, uh-huh. I'll uh, cover your ass. So the next thing I'm going to do is just a Vienna Vienna IPA. Okay, that'll be cool. Yeah, I think so. And so, Casey, what have you been doing beer-related? Oh, drinking it. <laughs> not not a whole lot else, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, I, I got... That that uh, pale ale just boobling away, booble booble booble. Lots so, of it too. Yeah, well, ten gallons of it. Well, only five of it's mine, so I don't got to worry about that too 12 much. Twelve gallons, I thought, wasn't it? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. But by the time, because I, I got to dry hop it and stuff like that. Yeah, we're gonna lose a gallon to Tra- trub. Transferring I'm sure. loss, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super worried. No. Not uh, yeah, it'll I- be enough to fill two kegs. Yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got that, um, and then just been talking beer with some people and whatnot, but nothing, nothing super exciting. Uh, yeah, uh, though I, I did. I was talking with uh, one of our listeners actually. He he uh, contacted me uh, after our last episode, cool. uh, and he said uh, it's from uh, Thomas. I. I don't have permission to say his full name, so I'll just say Thomas. Uh, he, he said, uh, I heard on your podcast today about either having, getting, using uh, the plastic big mouth bubblers. We got some. Yep. And we're using them. Uh, and he says that he's heard a lot of people saying that they can't get them to create an airtight seal. Uh, and he had the same problem and wanted to share his easy fix. Uh, he use, he says, using a bit, a bit of keg lube on the lid uh, where it sits on the carboy before tightening the collar ring uh, makes a nice seal. Brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a genius fix, and so I told them we'd mention it on the air because that's that I I don't think I ever would have thought of that. No, you know what I would have done? I would have gone through the unnecessary, complicated trying process to find a gasket of trying to find a gasket. Yeah, for lack of finding one, probably trying to make one. Yeah, I would have just not done an airtight seal because it's a fermenter. You don't really need one. And I also have like a tube of uh, silicone sealant. that's yeah. food safe. I'd, I might have. But yeah, no, everybody has keg lube sitting around, so that's genius. I love it. That is is absolutely brilliant. So yeah, thank you for that uh, for that note, Thomas. And we always love hearing from listeners. So you can get a hold of us on Facebook at blind or at facebook.com slash blind studios, or just shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. And yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about your stuff on the air. But I guess we should probably talk about our main event for our, today. Our main focus yeah, cuz well, I think it's going to take a bit of time if we want to do this right. Yeah, so uh writing your own recipes. I think I was kind of trying to build up to this. Uh over the weeks we've talked about uh hops plenty. We've talked yep. about uh yeast several times, but I think that really kind of deserves like its own series of episodes if we really Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it. for sure. Well, and I mean, it's not like we we have a limited time on how many episodes we're going to do. Right, exactly. Uh, and I just got through done, or I just got done talking through uh, a majority of the grains that are available to home brewers mm-hmm. and kind of why they are the way they are and how they're supposed to be used. And so 
Culminating, writing your own recipes. Yeah. Exaggerated hand movements for you two. Woo! Hand movements. <clears throat> so, uh, assuming you have never written your own recipe, does the idea seem daunting? Yeah. Uh, the first time I wrote a recipe, I was terrified for a couple of reasons. One, it's not the cheapest thing in the world No, uh, when, you're, when you're doing five gallons of beer. And then you could potentially have five gallons of beer that are not good. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I was just kind of taking note in here, especially if you're trying to, or if you're like listening to our show for like the last however many months and then being like, they talk about so much stuff. How do I keep all of this in my head and then try and write a recipe? Yeah. Which makes sense to me. That just you know information overload. Yeah, no, there, and there's a lot of information, and so we're gonna uh, at least for this first recipe thing, we're we're gonna kind of break it down. Um, and Miles and I actually each wrote um, recipes that aren't great, but yes. might be something that somebody might write for their first recipe. Um, and I wrote one for a double IPA. You wrote one for an a amber ale. an amber ale. And so we're gonna kind of go through these uh, and. Talk about some of the the mistakes that people make when they're first writing recipes. Yeah. Um, so I, I also have a, a quick kind of chunky. Oh, you want to do general, a quiz? It, it's a little bit of a quiz. Ooh, quiz. Well, less of a quiz and more because it's just kind of notes. Okay, that's fine. Uh, just real quick. So, question one: How can you keep all this information straight? You know, and I think yeah. How would you do it? How is all this information? I don't. Uh, I mean, that's 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 my that's my straight up answer. I I'm when I'm creating recipes, uh, the first thing I do is I I reread the style guidelines. Yep. Um, and then I reach for Brewing Classic Styles by uh, Jamil Zanishev, and I look at his his base recipe for the style, and I kind of build off of that, and I'm like, okay, so this is what he's doing, and where can I go from here to monkey with it a little bit? Yep. Uh, one of the things I have here is, first, slow down, take a breath, and then just know that uh, a lot of the things that we've talked about um, are taken care of for you in many ways, so mm-hmm. that you don't have to worry about every single detail we've talked about, uh, and you can use a truncated bullet point for reference to kind of troubleshoot your recipe as to whether or not it'll work. Yep. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Step one, do you know what you're going to make? Yeah, that, I mean that's and that's that's the that's the biggest. I mean, that, in all honesty, that's one of the hardest things to do is to decide on broad strokes what style of beer you want. Yes, and I mean you don't you don't have to necessarily stick to the BJCP style guidelines. But Feel it free is a to good place to start. It's it's a great place to start, and it gives you an idea of what you're working with. And if you're if you're just getting into recipe building, don't uh, do what I call pulling a miles and start throwing everything in the kitchen sink into your beer. Yes, I will be getting to that too. <laughs> pulling this right from John Palmer. Well, okay. some, some of this. All right. Uh, I, I tried. Okay, so uh, another. Assuming you have some stuff written down for a recipe, is roughly eighty percent of it your base malt. So I think this is a uh, something that a lot of people just kind of don't necessarily know right off the bat looking at recipes is that the vast majority is going to be base malt. Mm-hmm. And if you look at 100% of the recipes, that's what they're all going to look like. Yeah. So uh, just make sure that that's everything. Uh, and then your specialties are kind of like the nuanceal icing on the cake. Yeah. Uh, 
Are you using your are you using specialty grains appropriate for the style? Mhm. Are you using high alpha hops for bittering and keeping IBUs within proper ratios? Uh-huh. And are you using yeast appropriate for your style? Yeast. So very important. I, I think this is a very succinct kind of, you know, a little checklist you can go yeah. through. And if you can say yes to all of these, then you're probably in a good position. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. There's still there's still ways to screw up, but you're you're you at least have a better base than somebody who's who's just diving into it for the first time without doing any research. Yeah, like I did. <laughs> There's a reason we call it pulling a Miles. Yes, no, that, and that's not to be derogatory towards Miles. That's just it's something he did, and he told me about it, and I really find it funny. It's hilarious. No, it's awesome. <laughs> well, if people can learn from my mistakes, all the better. yeah, no, that that's that's the way to do it for sure. All right, so real quick, how much base malt should a person use for their beer? I kind of covered the eighty percent kind of. Gray, I, yeah, eighty percent. Eighty percent's a gray area. Um, it really depends on the style that you're making. Yeah, uh, and what you consider your base malt. I guess. I mean, yeah, I, we we've done the base malt show. We all know what base malt is. Um, but I mean, if you're doing a wheat beer, you could do like fifty fifty wheat pills. Yeah, and so there, I mean, there's exceptions to every rule. Or like a pale ale, it could be all base malt. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I guess a good rule of thumb is. At least half. I like that. At least we're sticking with that. Yeah. Um, I've otherwise found very little to, uh, like numerical data saying this is what you should try. And well, shoot it's because for. there's there's there isn't any. It, yeah. It's too vague. It it is, and that's kind of what I was coming up to. Um, otherwise, I was just going to kind of throw this out there for absolute beginners. If you're writing for a five gallon recipe. Uh, Eight to nine pounds, assuming you're going to end up somewhere with a 10-pound recipe for a lot of beers. Yeah, for, for a 1060 beer. Yeah. Just right around there. You, sh- you should be good. Yep. Uh, and then this is the stuff I was taking right from John Palmer. It's the uh, the basic, the absolute basic like recipe guide for dif- or for a couple of different styles. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Aha. So what would you say pale ale is? Uh, the absolute base yes. for a pale ale? Uh, two row, uh, hops. Like, I mean, you're looking you're looking at a 60-minute edition and probably a flame-out edition. Yeah. And then an American ale strain. Yep. Uh, for his, uh, we're, we, we're looking at uh, specialty grain specifically. I guess I kind of oh. overlooked that. But he's got for pale ale, eight and a half pounds of two row. Half a pound of caramel. You got a pale ale. Yep. Amber ale. Pale ale recipe with half a pound of dark caramel. Brown ale. A pale ale recipe with half a pound of chocolate. Porter. Amber ale with half a pound. Amber ale with half a pound of chocolate. And then a stout is your porter with half a pound of roasted barley. Uh, His point being that you can have these absolutely super simple recipes that are just going to work. Mm-hmm. And then you can take this as a generic guideline and then go off from yep. there. Okay. Uh, otherwise, what hops should I use? I just kind of said, you know, make sure you're using your high alphas for bittering. Well, you don't necessarily have to use your high alpha for bittering. Um, yeah. Well, so the rule of thumb with hops is read the flavor descriptions and 
find uh, descriptors that either complement each other or, when in doubt, use one hop. Because there's nothing worse than having a well-made beer with conflicting hop profiles. Yeah. I guess my point uh, was just in general, if you're looking to add the bitterness, you should worry less about what the hop is going to taste like and more about the alpha acids because Mm -hmm. there's different points in the boil where the flavor and the aromas start to come out uh, where that becomes more pertinent. Yeah. So I'm just trying to say, don't bitter with holler towel. <laughs> like, like I did on Friday, actually. But don't do what I did. Don't gosh. do it. Don't, yeah. Uh, and I think I'm in general, my microphone over here. Uh, for multi beers, use about one to four IBUs versus gravity points would be like a really low low end. Like wheat beer, twelve IBUs, ten forty five. I again, this uh, check the BJCP and just yeah. put yourself right in the middle of that yep. range. Yep, and then uh, hoppier beers, you can go about three to four or one to one for some of the really mm-hmm. higher hoppy beers. And uh, what about yeast? Yeast, when in doubt, go clean. Yeah, yeah, or just kind of uh, most yeasts pretty much come with a of the style descriptor of what of they style descriptors. Yep. And I said, just go with that. And I mean, brew for your temperature. If if you have no temperature control and it's the middle of summer, ninety degrees out, your basement's at seventy five, then brew saisons. If yes, I mean dead of winter and your basement's at forty, loggers. So just just be a little bit of aware of where you're where you're going to be fermenting this beer. Yeah. So I that would be like the absolute basic kind of keep this in mind. If you were going to ignore the rest, and you'll probably come out with something pretty decent. Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you agree with this? I, I agree 100%. Okay, yeah. cool. And then this kind of brings us to our exercise. Yay, a show where Casey prepared first. It's pretty exciting. So do, do I get to go first then? <laughs> you can go first. Oh, man. Oh. All right. So this is uh, this is my super nifty uh, double IPA recipe. All right. So you uh, named yours. I didn't. I did. I did. Uh, so I, I, I just threw this together, um, and there are going to be a few things wrong with it, and we'll see if Miles can catch them. I think he can. All right. All right. <clears throat> so we start with eight pounds of two-row. All right. Uh, oh, and this is for a five-gallon recipe, yes, we, uh, we figuring about, about 75% this. efficiency. Sure. All right. Uh, so eight pounds of two-row, uh, five pounds of caramel 20, and a pound of corn sugar. Um, and then for hops, we're doing a three-ounce Warrior Edition at 60, uh, and then a two-ounce Simcoe Edition at 30, and three ounces of Amarillo at Flame Out. Do you want to know some numbers here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if you're making fun of me. <laughs> You want to know some numbers real quick? Yes, go All for right. it. Uh, we're shooting for an OG of 1073, which is right in the middle of that range, okay. the double IPA range. Okay. Um, with the final gravi- gravity a little on the high side at uh, se- uh, at 1017. Um, an ABV of 7.34, which is right where we want to be. Uh, and 199.77 IBUs right. with an SRM of 12. Wow. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that uh, crystal malt edition. You well, you see, I, I really, I really like the color, and I figure we should have some sweetness to kind of balance out uh, these two hundred IBUs. Have you ever heard the term cloying? <laughs> so, you said five pounds. Yeah, is it, five pounds is way too much. <laughs> You're going to knock about at least three pounds off and replace it with more base malt. Why? 
Uh, because other... Does it really give an F, a final gravity that low? It shouldn't, I don't yeah. think. Oh, that's why I added the pound of corn sugar. I Didn't spoke. that body out? <laughs> oh, my God. No, okay, so uh, you want to add that because that's where you're going to be getting your fermentable sugars. And in many ways, you could probably nix that uh, sugar addition. You don't necessarily have to if you don't want to, I guess, uh, but you could. Okay. And it would probably leave a uh, a, f- a fuller tasting beer because some sugars have a tendency to give an astringent alcohol flavor if used to, in too great a quantities. All right. Um, hops. Where do I start? Way, <laughs> way. Too but I I really bitters. like bitter beers. Yeah, but you're talking about like swallowing a Brillo pad. Yeah, but more is better, isn't it? Wrong. <laughs> Uh, there are limits to what the tongue can actually taste in reference to bitterness. And this, Which is right around 100 IBUs, for those yeah, of you who don't know. Yeah, and that blows that completely out of the water. As far as the... Yeah, del- the, uh, the the three ounces of Warrior at 60 added 145 IBUs. Yeah, you could probably cut out two ounces. Yeah, no, I, I would do maybe an ounce, maybe even half an ounce, depending on what I'm looking for. Yeah, for the, for the double IPA, I think that's like 60 to 90 yeah, right yeah. In there, so you're about two and a half times that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that really is just entirely unnecessary. Uh, Simcoe has an overly pungent taste, and you should knock that down to a quarter in a uh, quarter ounce if you're going to use any at all. <laughs> uh, what was your uh, Amarillo? Amarillo. Yep. If, if you if you dry hop with Simcoe, you can you can get away with a bit more and use it at flame out. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to get that cat piss because it's uh, not flavor as hard or aroma. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. What was the what was Amarillo? The, two ounces at flame out or three ounces at flame out. So you have Amarillo, Simcoe, and what was the last Warrior. one? Warrior. Warrior was what I bittered with. Amarillo was what I flamed okay. out with. I would. I would. I. I think that is that a little that. Those flavor profiles kind of conflict. Sam, uh, Simcoe and Amarillo go fine oh, together. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I mean, super Simcoe, West Coast. Simcoe, I get usually really earthy, kind of weird spiciness. I see. I usually get a lot of like big citrus Simcoe. Like I guess Simcoe I, I flavor. Okay. I mean, maybe. Okay. Anyways, um, what'd you ferment with? Uh, I was just gonna use ten fifty six. That's probably okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I. I. I messed with everything else, but I got the yeast right. You got the yeast right. No. But uh, so I. The the way I the way I wrote this is if I was um, somebody who didn't know who hadn't done a whole lot of the research and was just looking for these flavors, I kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. Um. Because you know I did have a bunch of two row in there. Yep. So I, I read something or re- heard something at some point that base malt was important. So yep. I used a bunch of that. But I really wanted those, like almost like that sweetness to really balance out all this bitterness. So. Oh, I was also going to say, as far as your uh, uh, crystal additions, your caramel addition, is that if you like that color, you can also get that color with more of the sweetness using less of a darker caramel malt. So if I didn't say that explicitly before, yep. I meant to, and I know you were All right, so let's use, let's use five pounds of uh, ten Lava Bond. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> no, I'm thinking maybe like one pound of Caramel 100. Maybe. No, that's way too much. That's, that's way too much caramel in this. 
you needed if if I was really going to do this recipe and I wanted to use caramel malts in this and I'm doing five pounds, I would bump the two row up to probably 11, 12 pounds and use maybe half a pound of uh, crystal 40. I was just waiting for you to comment that there is no crystal 100. Yeah, well, it's just burnt shit crystal. <laughs> like. It goes from 80 to 120. Yeah, but you could mix the them and get a one I know, in the middle. but that's not one. That's two of them. <sighs> Fuck you, Miles. <laughs> Just done with your shit. All right. Um, yeah. So let's let's hear your uh, your recipe. Okay, this one is called Miles's Awesome Amber because I came up with that name right about now. All right, Miles is really good at naming things. If you haven't figured that out yep. during this entire yep. shindig. All right, Miles, uh, so lay it on me. I wanted like a nice American amber ale, and I heard that they kind of do citrusy hop flavors sort of going in there, and so this is what I came up with: uh, nine pounds of amber malt. Uh, one pound of caramel crystal twenty, and then we have one, or excuse me, two ounces of Liberty at sixty minutes, one ounce of Cascade at flame out, and then we're going with uh, White Labs zero zero five WLP zero zero. What uh, what's the colloquial name for that yeast? British ale. British ale. Okay. Well, do you, we're gonna... do you want some numbers? Yeah, I'll get. I'll take some numbers. Okay. So the Let's see. Original gravity, right around 1050. Okay. Uh, bitterness at 30 IBUs. Colors on the darker end, but still within, just by about that much, 18.1 SRM. So you're still within the range? Barely. It, I, I think the guide says 18.0. Okay. So, uh, and then ABV 4.9. All right. Now refresh me on amber malt, because that... Like, are you using, like, amber malt or amber malt extract? No, uh, all grain. Okay, okay. So, amber malt. So, like, crisp amber. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a base malt, at least, so you're good there. No? Crisp amber isn't a base malt? Uh, at least not the one I used in my program here. I bothered to look it up. Amber, okay, Amber okay. malt has no diastatic power. All right, well, so there, there's your there's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to fix that for you real quick here. We're just going to take that amber malt, and we're going to scale it back to, uh, you want a five-gallon recipe, and you want to stay in that 1050 range? Yeah. All right, so we're going to scale that back to about a pound. Okay. Uh, and then we're just going to replace the rest of that with, because you said you were doing nine, right? Nine pounds of that, I think so. Yeah. All right. So then I think we're gonna so we're gonna, just we're gonna put uh, we're gonna replace that with about I don't know probably eight pounds of uh, two row because you're looking for an American style so American two row yep. with that with that amber um, and I'd have to run the numbers on this because I don't know how close we're gonna get SRM wise but I think we should be close. I'm not overly worried about. Yeah. And then what was the other malt that you said? Uh, one pound of crystal twenty. Scale that way back to well, maybe not way back, but half it. Yeah. And if if you want if you want that color, maybe do crystal forty, crystal sixty. Um, and then that was that was it for your malt bill, right? Yeah, it was a simple malt bill. Yeah, simple malt bill. Um, hop wise, what was your bittering hop? Liberty. Liberty. Two ounces at sixty. And that got you thirty IBUs. Yes, it did. Not quite an American amber. I mean, if you really want to use Liberty as your bittering, just I would bump it up another ounce to put you. That'd probably put you in probably the forty forty five range. 
I'll give you a hint. Uh, 4.3 alpha. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be spendy, but you can do it. <laughs> I'm not saying don't use Liberty for your bittering, because you can use whatever you want yeah. for your bittering hop. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so I mean, if you want to spend eight bucks on hops just for your bittering edition, go ahead. <laughs> you are welcome to do that. I, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. And what was your, what was your, uh, what was your Flame Out edition? Uh, one ounce Cascade. That works for me, actually. Yep, I would. I would see that. Yeah, and then the British Aliens, I would switch it out for something. I mean, especially if you're going for an American style beer, yeah. go for an American yeast. Thank you. Yeah, that's about what I had. Could have been better. I, I guess the other thing I was looking for is, uh, as far as Ambrale goes, uh, Liberty is an, is also an English hop. Yeah, but you're using it for bittering, so it's not going to... I know. So, one, it was English, and two, it was really low alpha. Yeah. Again, I mean, both things that you probably don't want to do, but not recipe breaking. No. No. Not really. I mean, as long as you're getting your IBUs out of your bittering, it doesn't really matter what you use. That's a lot of hops. (laughs) Oh, no. It's it's a terrible amount. (laughs) You should not use that much. (laughs) But it looks really cool when you just dump a bunch of hops into a thing. So You know, there is something mildly satisfying about it. Like, oh, what's this? 30 things of hops? All right, let's do this. No, I guess uh, you mentioned it, and I neglected to put it in here, or I neglected to read it somewhere. Uh, one of the first things I do in, when reading a recipe is, one, I read the style guideline, just like literally out of the BJCP. Mm-hmm. I just kind of go right through it, and then I kind of just Google a bunch of recipes and take some mental notes. Like, well, all of them are using American two-row, so maybe that's something I should consider. All of them have at least some caramel edition. Just when, when you're Googling recipes, make sure you're going to a source that you trust. Because there's a lot of bad recipes out there. No, that's true. And that's that's why I look at a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. from different places. So I can kind of mix and match the things that uh, are common between all of them. Yeah. And then all by the time you're done looking at 10 or 15 of them, you feel a lot more capable of being able to come up with something that starts to resemble the trend. Mm-hmm. And then you feel more confident in what you've come up with. Oh, for sure. So, All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our discussion for this evening. I think so, too. Oh, no. What? What'd you do? Did you break I, it? No, I what? moved things around. Why would you do this in your... I'm Miles. I hear everything to be perfect all the time. That's because I'm perfect all the time. No, you're not, Miles. Not even close. Anyway, uh, guys, thank you for uh, tuning in. And uh, just a heads up, we are starting to do these live again. So every Monday evening at uh, 9 p.m. Central. Yeah, no, I got that. Thank you for your hands. You stuttered. Steve. You stuttered. No, I didn't stutter. You paused. I paused. <laughs> there was a pause. Okay, and now it's a whole thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so 9 p.m. Central. Uh, you can check out all the links at blinderstudios.com slash live or head on over to youtube.com slash blinderstudios and get the video feed or uh, mixler.com slash blind-ninja-studios for an audio-only feed. Uh, and you can join in the chat, ask us questions while we're on the air, and we'll try to get to them as soon as we can. All right. Uh, if you want to support us, head on over to blindestudios.com slash Pete. Er, well, no. Hang on. 
Head on over to BlindedStudios.com, click on the Patreon link at the bottom of the page, or head on over to Patreon.com slash BlindedStudios. There's a lot of links here, man. And the beer's not helping. Uh, and you can become a donor there, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to BlindedStudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage. And that way you can uh, do your regular Amazon shopping, and we get a bit of a, bit of a kickback from Amazon for sending you there. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. I've got a quick question. Can you say that three times fast? I, I, I've already said it once today. And I, said, <laughs> I say it every week, multiple times. It's a problem. All right. All right, guys. I think that's about it. I'll, I'll see, see you guys next week. week.